a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis all-local podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with Debbie Monterey and Tom Ackerman. This is Wednesday, February 22nd. Agony in the courtroom as the parents of a teenage volleyball player who lost her legs to a reckless driver attend the arraignment. This is Kevin Colleen outside the courtroom where the parents of Janae Edmondson gave an emotional testimony at his arraignment. He pleaded not guilty, a stoic expression on his face. The judge said no bond. The mother saying, I feel like my soul has been ripped from me. The daughter on a ventilator, not yet told that she has lost her legs. The father saying that father, daughter, and mother were walking along the sidewalk the moment of the crash at St. Charles on 11th Street when the car swept his daughter out of his arms and pinned her against another car. The dad used a belt as a tourniquet to try to stop her from bleeding to death. I'm Sean Michael Lyle. The 22nd Judicial Circuit Court says don't blame the judge for the suspect in the downtown crash that critically injured a volleyball player being on the streets. The court says judges cannot act alone on GPS tracker violations, and it would have been up to the circuit attorney to file a motion to revoke the bond of Daniel Riley for his 51 violations. Their statement reads, the prosecutor to date has never filed a motion to revoke Riley's bond. The suspect is now held without bond on new charges. I'm Michael Calhoun. Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner's office released a statement saying, quote, it's unfortunate that there are those who choose to twist the facts to take advantage of this situation for their own selfish motives, end quote. Mayor Tashara Jones released a statement calling it horrific traffic violence, saying it's especially devastating when it touches the lives of our youth. Quote, visitors and residents alike should be able to feel safe in our city and our downtown. My office is connected with the Circuit Attorney's office and judicial partners to review the processes that led up to this preventable traffic tragedy. Our city can and must do a better job of working together to hold those who endanger our communities accountable. Traffic violence is an issue that impacts our entire city. While we're still gathering the facts of this case, I remain committed to major investments in street and pedestrian infrastructure to keep our city safe, no matter how they choose to get around, walking, biking, driving, or using public transit, as we also explore enforcement solutions. End quote. That's Mayor Tashara Jones. The St. Louis Police Officers Association is blaming St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner for the tragedy, saying she had more than 50 opportunities to call for the suspect's bond to be revoked, but did not. Here's Union Police Union Business Manager Joe Steiger. If someone's violating the rules of conditions of his release, it should be dealt with. That, that bond should be revoked and they should be back in, in custody. And that's how you prevent future problems. Steiger says there also needs to be a review of the whole list of defendants on home confinement awaiting trial in St. Louis. He says police should have the list and they should go after people who violate the terms of their release. The Pray for Janae GoFundMe has continued to grow. This morning, donations are over $243,000. The Regional Business Council and Explore St. Louis have both kicked in $10,000. A Republican in the Missouri House introduced legislation to change the definition of marriage in the state constitution. Representative Chris Sandler of Kansas City proposes marriage be defined as an act between two individuals rather than the current man and woman. Federal law provides full protection for same-sex marriage, and Sandler says the Missouri Constitution should reflect that. The lawmaker, who is openly gay, says he faces censure by the Jackson County Republican Party for introducing the bill. 
The county council steps into controversial allegations about transgender care. A non-binding resolution in support of sexual transition treatments for minors passed along party lines Tuesday night. Councilwoman Lisa Clancy introduced it in the wake of accusations against Washington University's Pediatric Transgender Center. This resolution is important because, and it's relevant to the county council, because we each have constituents, whether we care to admit it or not, who have benefited from gender-affirming care. Councilman Ernie Trakis is the attorney for the whistleblower, J.B. Reed. Ms. Reed raised serious allegations, um, primarily and almost exclusively pertaining to care provided to minor children, 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 12-year-olds. Trakis abstained from the vote. The vote was followed by an extensive public comment on the matter with both sides represented. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. A consulting contract to explore refurbishing or replacing the St. Louis County Administration Building was approved Tuesday by the council. The vote along party lines came after at least one Republican believed there would be a committee of the whole meeting about what to expect from the consultant. Chairwoman Shalonda Webb said that was news to her. I would have held tonight and asked for a committee of the whole up front. Hearing that there were no questions and no additional feedback, that's why I'm pressing for it, sir. The cost of the amended contract could range from 5 to $7 million. The admin building, at the very least, needs to be equipped with fire sprinklers. A bill to raise the pay of state workers by 8.7% was approved yesterday by the Missouri State Senate Appropriations Committee. The unanimous vote was taken without discussion, directing $180 million to the upcoming budget to pay for the increase. The wage hike is not expected to face any opposition before becoming law, although some legislators say it's not enough of a raise to compete with private sector jobs. There are serious staff shortages at Missouri's seven veterans' homes right now. Our, our vacancy rate for CNN is about 55 percent. So we're a little over half staff on our uh, on our CNAs, 32 uh, percent for our senior support care assistants. And and again, those are the backbone of what we do. Those are the ones that take care of those veterans. And if we don't have the CNAs within the home, then we can't accept new veterans. Paul Kirkhoff is the executive director of Missouri Veterans Commission. He says they're trying to lure workers with a federal grant that will give a one-time differential of $900. Addressing the high concentrations of poverty in our under-resourced communities is the most direct path to improving the well-being and success of the entire region. That's what Gwen Mazell of Ameren says about the company's $1 million pledge to Beyond Housing's Once and for All campaign. That campaign has so far raised and invested $175 million within the community, including work with the Normandy Schools Collaborative District. A beverage bottler based in the Netherlands is expanding its Warren County production facility. It's reportedly a $22 million expansion of the Truesdale plant that Refresco bought from Coca-Cola two years ago. The company now operates 74 manufacturing facilities around the world, including four in Missouri. Worldwide, it has more than 13,000 employees. The Truesdale expansion will create about 30 new positions. It's Ash Wednesday, but a local reverend says you won't see many Catholics in the drive-through lanes of so-called Ash and Dash services. But we always receive our ashes within the context of Mass, unless someone is sick, and then they're brought to the home of the sick person or to shut-ins. But they also don't look down on Methodists, Lutherans, and other religions who have drive-through services for Ash Wednesday. Reverend Nick Smith at the Old Cathedral, downtown St. Louis. That's not something that's considered to be taboo. 
but we always receive our ashes within the context of mass, unless someone is sick, and then they're brought to the home of the sick person or to shut-ins. Only during the pandemic did he see a variation in the way ashes are administered on Ash Wednesday for Catholics. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Time for a whole nother story with Kevin Colleen. Today, Kevin stumbles on a lively street debate on Cherokee Street. Uh, the statues Roughly. themselves will be life-size. I think they're going to be... On, on Cherokee Street, Antique Row, I was talking with Sherry Elder about the neighborhood plans for a new Cherokee statue. The old one was removed because it looked too much like a cigar store Indian, when all of a sudden, along came civil rights activist Derek Laney, and they got into a debate. Of the people who are spearheading making this happen, mm-hmm. how many of them identify as Native? None. We had absolutely, there was no Native Americans that were in the taking it down. There are no Native Americans that are, but the artist is Native. A thing that I'm interested in is that there are Natives that exist. Sure. So this, I would offer, this is just my opinion, that that effort shouldn't be happening unless it is inclusive of the Native Everybody's included, anybody. No, not in theory, in practice, because you cannot theorize justice. You have to practice justice. A Native American artist is doing it, though. Okay, I hear that, and I want No Native American live here. I want... Okay. I want you to hear what I'm saying, and I hear what you're saying. I just see it differently. Okay. You cannot do for people without them. You have... It is... With, not for. You can't, from my perspective, white people can't do something for Native people without Natives. You don't even know if that's what Native people want you to do. I do know, though. You can't know that without... We have talked to the Native American tribe in Oklahoma where the the Cherokee... And I won't argue with you, but I think... Right. We are trying to be uh, honorable of our namesake, which is Cherokee Street. Okay, the whole idea of it's having learning. a... learning. It's always about learning. No, it's not about it learning. It is about learning. It is about respecting people's it humanity. And the fact that you say our namesake, Cherokee is not a mascot. Cherokee is the name of a people. Right. And to appropriate the people's name as your mascot... But you can't speak for them. I'm not speaking It's not a mascot. Not, it is I'm, a piece of art. That's Sherry Elder and Derek Laney debating the statues of a Cherokee man, woman, and young girl planned for the corner of Cherokee Street and Missouri. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Colleen. I'm Megan Lynch. St. Louis All Local is produced by the KMOX News team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.